Welcome to this podcast from Ekatma Tham. Ekatma Tham is a cultural and spiritual complex established by the Department of Culture, Government of Madhya Pradesh, under the banner of the Acharya Shankar Sanskritik Ektanyas. The Nyas aims to promote the teachings of Adi Shankara, a great Indian saint philosopher who expounded the concept of Advaita Vedanta. which emphasizes the oneness of all existence in this podcast we will delve into the profound wisdom of advaita vedanta and explore how it can help us break free from the illusions that hinder our journey towards inner peace harmony and joy our esteemed speaker swami brahma vidananda will guide us through the intricacies of advaita vedanta and reveal how we can cultivate a deeper understanding of the oneness that pervades all existence so get ready to embark on a transformative journey that will help you discover the true nature of reality and find the path to inner fulfillment tavashiva samarambham shankaracharya madhyamam अस्मदाचार्यपर्यता वंदे गुरुपरंपरा हेल बी स्पीकिंग ऑन अध्यासा एस एक्सप्लेन बाय आदिशंकराचार्य भगवान शंकराचार्य ऑफ ऑल ऑफ शंकरास वर्क्स हिज बाशियास एक्सेट्रा आई थिंक द मोस्ट प्रोफाउंड and the most appropriate is his adhyasa bhashya which is an introduction to the brahma sutras why it is most appropriate because adhyasa is the basis for explaining vedanta both maya and adhyasa is referred to indicated in the upanishads however it was left to acharya shankaraha to propound it expound it make it very very explicit his adhyasa bhashya is a very very profound work i will be referring it to referring to it in my talk and bringing out certain facets of it but not the whole thing A forty-five minute talk is too small to expound all of Adhyasa Bhashya or all the nuances of it. Okay, that will probably take me thirty, forty hours to do, or even more. Now, why? What is Adhyasa, and why is it necessary? For that, a little bit. Certain things I have to take for granted, but a little bit I have to include that. in the vision of vedanta all that is there is brahman sarvam kalvidam brahman and what is brahman satyam yanam anantam brahma from taitri upanishad now that means what is there is limitless existence limitless consciousness in other words consciousness existence which is limitless 
if that is all that is there we have an issue with the world that we confront where did the world come from how is it there well you could say it has come from brahman but we have to exp- explain how it has come from brahman for the simple re- reason that is brahman is anantam limitlessness infinite that means not limited by time and space it cannot change to become the world change to become the world is impossible for brahman because of the very definition that it is limitless all change is created within time and space on a object which is conditioned by time and space and since brahman is not conditioned by time and space its limitlessness there is no way it can change into the world and when i confront a world experientially i have another issue i am a finite being the world is large and i am small what you see is what you get i am this much only and this body and mind which is divided differently depending upon the paradigm you are using three shariras panchakoshas etc given the state of affairs now how are you going to explain the world you cannot have a pramana or a philosophy expounding something which contradicts our experience and if it does contradict our experience that contradiction should be explained away so now we have an apparent contradiction here i am supposed to be limitless existence consciousness the world is limitless existence consciousness then where does all this come from all these names and forms come from and how did i become a limited entity you cannot have any theory which talks about a real change because any real change can happen only in a finite entity here is where the genius of vedanta comes in and as propounded by adi shankara he says the world is not real it's only a perception this is a little bit difficult for beginners to follow but tell me even if you are looking at it scientifically does the world exist apart from your cognition my kurta what is it is there really a kurta there i am wearing a kurta is there really a kurta the feel of the kurta is the feel of the cloth the fall of the kurta is the fall of the cloth the texture is of that of the cloth the color is that of the cloth therefore what is this thing that we call kurta 
a form for which you are given a name a form for which you are given a name that means what it's purely cognitive if a westerner who is not exposed to indian culture comes here for him this is not is a very funny shirt <laughs> it'll be classified as shirts <laughs> it will not be classified as kurta therefore kurta is a cognitive standpoint is a perceptual standpoint of cloth there is no real kurta apart from the cloth this is what in chandogya upanishad i said adhyasa is indicated by saying vacharambanam vikaro namadevam mrityakeva satyam all that is there is clay there is no real pot pot is only a cognitive fact pot is only experiential fact is there is nothing but clay so same way here now would little bit on this cognitive aspect to understand adhyasa a friend of mine an american friend who was also used to come to my classes came to india and he wanted to experience a typical indian meal i said that is difficult because each state has its own typical indian meal by each state each district in every state has its own typical meal but since we are in maharashtra i said okay i'll take you to a maharashtrian household and give you a typical maharashtrian indian meal yeah he said fine so we went there i rang up a student of mine and uh, that lady was very happy to entertain me and my friend for a meal bhiksha fine so the maharashtrian custom you will keep a pot for people to sit on this is a small pot it's a small rectangular piece of wood with about 2 inches high there's are some legs on it side right? 2 inches high max you sit on it then they'll keep the thali in front of you the plate in front of you and my american friend he comes from a culture where there's nothing called a pot he came and sat on the opposite side of the pot where the plate is supposed to be kept and said you'll say, you'll really eat on very low tables in his cognition that was a table in the maharashtrian lady's cognition it is a pot what is it a piece of wood <laughs> for the time being which i will question later but all that is there is wood part table etc are purely cognitive culturally cognitive standpoints this becomes the basis for adhyasa what is adhyasa now to go into it and then we'll apply it to the world and vedanta what is adhyasa Shankara defines it in the Bhashya as atasmin tadbuddhi, simplest definition possible. Atasmin tadbuddhi, the buddhi of that in what is not that. The cognitive buddhi meaning cognition, 
the cognition of that in what is not that. Now, what is that? The cognition of rope in non-rope. That means a cognition of a snake in non-snake. That means a rope. In a rope, I am mistaking it for a snake. I am seeing a snake. Or when I am walking on the beach, I mistake a shiktika, a seashell on the seashore is mistaken for a coin because it's shining in the light, in the sunlight. These are the classical examples given to show what is adhyasa, to mistake something for something else. Atasmin tadbuddhi. And Shankara adds a qualifying phrase for it also. He says, Purva drishtam smruti rupaha. Purva drishtam. It should have been seen by you before. If you have never seen a snake in your life, not even on the TV or a photograph or a painting of a snake, you don't know what a snake is about. You are never going to project the snake on the rope. Therefore, whatever is projected, whatever is projected should be part of your knowledge. You must have seen it before. True or false, we don't mind. It should have been seen by you before. Number one, Purva Drishtam. Smriti Rupaha. Smriti Rupaha here means Smriti Tulliha. It is equivalent to a memory. Meaning, is it can be like a vivid memory. It's a pure mental projection. So, on that rope, you're projecting a snake. On the seashell, you're projecting a coin or a piece of silver. Now, this makes it a very interesting thing. Some cognitions are not functionally valid. That snake is not really functionally valid. If I am a snake charmer or I have a friend with me who is a snake charmer, he can go on playing his bean in front of the snake, nothing will happen. That snake is not going to dance to his tune. It is not Vyavahara Yogya. But there are certain adhyasas, cognitions, which are Vyavahara Yogya. What is that? We walk on a flat earth. We all know the earth is round. For centuries, thousands of years, we have known earth is round. But we are walking on a flat earth. If you take the earth as flat, that's called adhyasa. As a child, you took the earth as flat. Then on knowledge, when you studied science, you recognize earth is round. But the cognition and the experience of a flat earth continues. In spite of your understanding that the earth is round, your experience of flat earth continues. The flat earth is Vyavahara Yogya. When you are building a building, you are not making curved foundations. <laughs> you are making normal flat foundations. Therefore, there is a Vyavahara Yogyatam. So, some Adhyasas have Vyavahara Yogyatvam, 
Some don't. That's all that matters. Some don't. Rising sun. It's an experience. People go all the way to Kanyakumari just to see the rising sun. You can see it from your balcony. But no, you have to go all the way to Kanyakumari. Knowing it doesn't rise. You set your time by it. Your clocks, your watches are all set by it. Man. Sophisticated measurement, but it's still there. Therefore, there is Vyavahara Yogyatyam, functional validity for certain types of Adhyasas. And for others, there is no functional validity. The snake that you see on the rope will vanish when you know the rope. That's why it's called uh, Artha Adhyasa. The, the Artha vanishes. Some can be only negated by Jnanam. The object will continue. That's why the difference between Jnana Adhyasa and Artha Adhyasa comes into the picture. This rising sun continues in your experience. Flat earth continues in your experience. Both are cognitions. Some are functionally valid. Some are functionally not valid. Many scientific cognitions are like that. In fact, the Higgs boson, for example, the latest particle discovered or so. We think we have discovered it, not sure. Exists only for split second. But we say, oh, it is there. <laughs> it's there only cognitively. There only cognitively. So, in the vision of Vedanta, in Shankara's vision, the whole world is an adhyasa. Whole world is an adhyasa. There is only one Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahman which you have mistaken to be this world of names and forms. 14 dimensions, 7 up, 7 below. All of it, he says, Nothing but your cognition, your experiential reality. And because you take that as real, you feel your finitude. Because of your identification with your body, mind, etc. Another adhyasa. Open your eyes, see the world, there is one adhyasa. Look at yourself, there is another adhyasa. Corresponding to the world. Therefore, this jivatvam, individuality that you experience, which has got a functional validity because you, after death, you travel to other lokas, you come, you are born again, karma, karma phala, the whole thing is based on what? Adhyasa. It's a mistaken notion. The all-pervading consciousness, the limitless consciousness is mistaken for a finite being here and a world outside. What is it? Where is the real world? You examine anything. Examine anything. You will find there is no reality in it. You are only describing some qualities. You are only describing a name and form. The reality is something completely different. For an example, a book. Okay. It's a book. Okay. Bhagavad Gita Bhashya of Sri Shankaracharya. What is this thing that we are calling a book? Does it have a reality? Does it have a reality? 
No, of course. Yeah, but book is nothing but paper. Does book have a reality apart from the paper? No, some yes. There's only paper, except it. Therefore, what you called reality book has vanished into the paper. If you shift your standpoint, what is there is only paper. Therefore, the cognition of paper in the form of a book is called book. It's only but cognition. Because we are trained to believe from childhood that in this form, the paper will be called book. In some other form, it will be paper. If it is not bound together, it will become paper. You can have a sheaf of papers, a file of papers, etc. Therefore, what you call book is really speaking a deliberate adhyasa, not an ignorant adhyasa, an adhyasa on book. So, paper is a reality. What is paper? Paper was made from wood pulp. Therefore, wood pulp is a reality, not paper. Wood pulp in this particular form is called paper. Then what is wood pulp? Uh, wood pulp was a tree once upon a time. Therefore, tree is a reality. A tree is nothing but hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons are a reality. That's an arrangement of molecules. Is molecules a reality? No, every molecule is an arrangement of atoms. Atoms are a reality. It's made up of subatomic sub particles. What is the reality? Get it. It's all cognition down the way. Adhyasa down the way. We are taking something that is there and giving it name, form, name, form, name, form. It's all Adhyasa. Some Vyavahara Yoga like this book. Don't say at the end of it there is nothing. I'm talking about this book. Don't say nothing is there. I'll whack you with this book and you'll know how much is there. <laughs> okay. It's not nothingness. The final thing has to be something that exists but doesn't have a form. Because if it has a form, it can be resolved into its constituents. That means form. Formless existence is the reality of this book. Wow. Formless existence? Yeah. Formless means what? Don't draw me a shape of an amoeba. That is shapeless, not formless. Formless means no boundaries. If it is no boundaries, it is limitless. That means limitless existence, Satyam Anantam, is the basis for this book. And what is the basis for me? I. By the question, who am I, Drigdrashya, Viveka, etc. I can come to this point that I am not the body. I am the one who is aware of the body. I am the one who is aware of the mind, I am the one who is aware of my knowledge, I am the one who is aware of my ignorance, etc. Finally, I will come to the fact that I am nothing but pure consciousness. Therefore, consciousness existence becomes a basis for me. Consciousness existence becomes the basis for the world. But then why doesn't this have consciousness? This does not manifest consciousness. For manifesting consciousness, you need a subtle matter inside it called mind. Sukshma Sharira. If I introduce a mind here, then I will have to deal with it as though it is a person. So now, we have consciousness existence as a reality. 
then why do i take it as a world and me as a finite human being hey, that is the that is my question not your question okay <laughs> why are you doing it <laughs> so vedanta comes here to answer it is out of ignorance i don't know brahman i don't know i am satyam jnana anantam brahman i don't know the world is satyam jnana anantam brahman i don't know and this ignorance is so well entrained in me that i cannot but help make a mistaken conclusion or erroneous conclusion otherwise called as adhyasa with respect to me i take the qualities of the body and mind as me and the consciousness as the body and mind in sense i as the body and mind therefore i say i am this much only is very beautifully explained in another verse from atma bodha i think the 24th or 25th verse it says atmana sachidam chascha buddhehe vrittirite dvayam samyoga cha avivekena janami iti pravartate the sachid that is atma sat meaning existence chit consciousness and the thought that comes up in your mind vritti buddhi when one is mistaken for the other i say i know i am a knower i am an actor i am a doer etc adhyasa clear clear cut adhyasa why because i don't know who i am i don't know what i am i know i am look at it adhyasa include certain basic premises you're passing on the dark road if you don't even see something is lying down there totally ignorant will there be an adhyasa will you mistake it for a snake no so you have to be aware of the rope in the sense you have to be aware that something is li- long is lying down there plus you must be ignorant of what is there when both these conditions are there the mind cannot but help project a snake there or something similar therefore that awareness of something plus ignorance of what it is makes your mind project a snake which we call as adhyasa similarly i am a self aware human being i know i am without the need of anything any pramana any means of knowledge i know i am i exist there was a french philosopher called rene descartes he made a statement i think therefore i am wow sounds like a very profound statement so i am making a counter statement i doubt your statement therefore i am <laughs> why because between two thoughts you don't exist anyway do you exist what is there to connect one thought and another thought you <laughs> therefore when you don't think like in deep sleep do you exist or you don't exist you don't say i am non existent because you got to get up and say i slept well that means you remembered it <laughs> that means what my self existence 
is self-evident. My existence that I am is self-evident without the necessity of perception, thinking, anumanam, inference, upamanam, comparison, arthapatti, deductive reasoning. Without all this, I know I am. May who? I know that much. May konhu? Bullahana jane may konhu? I'll have to sing like that. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am. What I am, I don't know. That I am, I know. <laughs> Ideal condition to conclude. You'll conclude that I am this much only. Even by a mistaken notion, you can't conclude I am infinite. How are you going to conclude? All your experiences are finite. This is exactly like a person acting on a stage. I don't know who the latest act actors are. Okay, whoever it is. Okay. <coughs> okay. The new crop of actors I am not aware of. Well, let us say Shahrukh Khan. I think most people know him. Know about him, I mean. He is acting on this. He has got an offer to act on the stage. And for actors, the ultimate is to be on the stage. Though you don't get money for it, you get that live audience feeling. And he is acting the role of a beggar. He's supposed to be a beggar. The beggar is the hero here, okay? <laughs> and he goes to a restaurant. He is supposed to be pushed out of the restaurant by the bouncers there, by the security there. And he's supposed to fall down, get up, and break into a song. Bollywood, eh? Bollywood. Okay. So, this time the bouncer pushed him a little too hard. He fell flat on the stage, banged his head on the stage. He was unconscious for a second, then got up with amnesia. He has forgotten who am I. Today, will he break into a song? No way, he doesn't have any memory of that. But he look at himself. I am dressed as a beggar. Those guys in that restaurant are treating me like a beggar. Therefore, I must be a beggar. On the basis of the experience and his association with his dress, he concludes, I am a beggar. Not happy with it. Nobody is happy with that conclusion. But... No other choice. The human lot is similar. I know I am, but I don't know what I am. Therefore, on the basis of my association with this mind and this body, I will say I am a human being. I am male or female. And then all the other self-judgments will start. Yeah. I am responsible, I am rich, I am poor, I am Brahmana, I am Kshatriya, I am Shudra. All these conclusions, cognitive conclusions will start meaning on Ajnanam, based on Ajnanam. Self-ignorance is necessary for Adhyasa. 
if you know it is a rope you are not going to mistake it for a snake you will see it looks like a snake it's very nice i'll take it and keep it in my drawing room as a piece <laughs> no is coiled snake it looks like but you won't you won't get scared away by it same way if you knew your satyam jnanam anantam brahman you will not have adhyasa you will not have any adhyasa therefore it's only because of self ignorance that you have this problem of adhyasa therefore you cannot keep removing adhyasa you have to remove ignorance and shankaras make another beautiful statement there i mean he makes a lot of statement but one another beautiful statement is that the adhya aropita vastu what is superimposed the snake on the rope does not taint the rope gandham api nasti is even the smell of the snake will not be there <laughs> on the rope that means what any adhyasa does not touch contaminate affect the adhisthanam the base that means all my conclusions and self judgments i am a human being i am a finite character i am a man i am guilty of this i am happy with that i am this thing i am that thing and that thing. i have done so much of wrong things in my life i have done some good things in my life all those conclusions pure adhyasa does not touch you the pure consciousness that you are important therefore what all of vedanta is only understanding this that the whole world is an adhyasa your conclusion about yourself is an adhyasa you are nothing but satyam jnanam anantam brahm and if you understand that you are free that is called nirvana moksha moksha is this understanding you are nothing but satyam jnanam anantam brahm what other moksha is there it is not experiential it is purely cognitive why because the self ignorance has to go so all the vedanta teaching is meant to negate this ignorance it is not even a meditative experience you can have a meditative experience if you are so conditioned and you need it but it is the shabda the shabda pramanam the teaching that works the teaching in the hands of a sampradaya with will work who's a sampradaya with one who has not only mastered the shastra that any scholar also will do he is also rooted in the truth and he knows how to handle the words the words are handled in such a manner that the finite words reveal the infinite consciousness that you are and in the process you say that is true ha huh? i am free from all my erroneous conclusions about myself it is these erroneous conclusions that are technically called as adhyasa i'm not going to too much into technicalities i'm keeping it simple because i know a lot of lay people will be seeing this so the one who can use the magic of the words 
and make you see the truth that person is a sampradaya with so for practical purposes we'll say go to a guru who is shotriyam brahmanishtam who is well versed in the shastra and who is rooted in the truth himself and he'll be able to show you the truth you won't postpone it he says right now here moksha is here not after something not after 10 years of meditation right now you are free as you are why any bondage that you experience any finitude that you experience is nothing but adhyasa cognitive just a perception erroneous perception pure adhyasa you're free as you are as you are you're free nothing touches you which i is a question <laughs> yes if i taking myself to be only this much that is adhyasa if you take yourself as satyam jnanam anantam brahman then you are free from that adhyasa you no more have that adhyasa with you yeah. Yeah. where is adhyasa then what happens in, in the, how do you live in the world you live in the world like anyone else remember the this thing continues the rising sun continues in spite of knowing the sun doesn't rise similarly even for the person who knows the truth the world continues the world continues and if the world continues it becomes an experiential thing it does not become a real thing like how you experience a kurta a table a cloth etc a book it is got some vyavahara yogitvam functional validity it has that's all everything that has functional validity is not absolutely real flat earth has functional validity it is not real at all rising sun has functional validity it is not real it is pure adhyasa but in spite of knowledge it continues it is jnanena baditam it's true it is negated on knowledge but cognitively experientially it will continue experientially not even cognitively cognitively you know the sun doesn't rise you know the earth is round not flat you know that but experientially it continues so what is the problem what is the problem yes there is one problem here and this is a it's an old issue but in modern times it is emphasized too much we value experience we giving a greater value to the experience than it deserves we think experience is knowledge experience is not knowledge how you interpret the experience will depend upon your knowledge or not knowledge is the interpretation of your experience it is not your experience how can you say that here there was this padri going about okay talking about the evil effects of alcohol good jokes that work i like other work i don't like but this work i like okay he was going around so he believed in experiential learning he took a worm put it in a glass of water the worm is happily swimming around then he picked up that worm and put it in a glass of whiskey alcohol the worm dies held up both the glasses and asked the audience what does this teach you 
one guy put up his hand yes my son what does it teach you father if you drink whiskey you will not have any worms in your stomach <laughs> was that the knowledge that the padri was trying to impart to this guy <laughs> he was trying to point out how alcohol can destroy your cells etc but they're learning this guy got his interpretation was completely different that's why i say experience is not knowledge experience is there one worm is swimming happily the other the worm dies how do you interpret it because we give too much of importance to experience the experience of the world makes us feel limited even more Somebody just by understanding the truth, will you become free? You don't have to become free. You're already free. <laughs> Your bondage is adhyasa. Your bondage is adhyasa. The mistaken notion, atasmintad buddhi. You've mistaken the limitless consciousness to be a finite entity. Therefore, what should you do? What should you do to correct that mistake? Not replace it with another mistake. Not replace it with another experience. But negate that ignorance about yourself that self ignorance that i have should be negated on the knowledge by the knowledge born from a pramana pramana janya gnanam and the pramana happens to be the vedanta the upanishad the gita and the bhashyanta and all of them that is a pramana that will negate the ignorance that you have about yourself once that is there adhyasa goes some experiences remain can happily enjoy them do you not enjoy a rising sun do you not enjoy walking on a flat earth imagine if the earth was after knowledge suddenly became the earth became round for you and you have to balance on it as it is with our municipality being what it is and the condition of the roads being what it is you have a problem walking on the road imagine now you have to balance on a ball and walk <laughs> you enjoy the flat earth you enjoy the rising sun you enjoy the blue sky in fact shankara also gives another example to show plurality how can one appear as a many he gives the example and he says ek chandraha dvichandravat those who are suffering from diplopia things will appear as two if you have become too spiritual no then also things will appear as more than one adhyasa therefore there is no rule that the one reality cannot be mistaken as a many or the sentient cannot be mistaken as insentient a snake which is non sentient is mistaken as a rope which is sentient you can have reverse adhyasa also because you attended too many vedanta lectures you mistook a, a snake for a rope <laughs> you saw a snake is a ha vedanta example na rope hai <laughs> you can do that mistake which is more dangerous <laughs> so your whole look at it in vedanta you are a seeker because of adhyasa you are a jiva of course because of adhyasa then this 
Jiva, because of life experiences of Sikh's fulfillment, comes to Vedanta. That seeking is also because of Adhyasa. The Guru is nothing but Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahman, but he wears the robes of Adhyasa to become a teacher, to appear as a teacher and he teaches. The teaching, the subject matter is also because of Adhyasa. The teaching is necessary because you have a problem of ignorance. If you did not have the problem of ignorance or Adhyasa, there is no need of teaching. There is no need of all the Bhashyas, etc. So, the whole Adhikari, Sambandha, Veda, subject matter, Vishayam, etc. All is established by Adhyasa alone. And the purpose of all this is what? To negate that Adhyasa. To negate the ignorance which is creating the Adhyasa. Because without ignorance, there is no Adhyasa. There are some schools which say, no, no, without ignorance, Adhyasa can be there. It's not tenable. It's not tenable. Yeah. Because if I knew there was a rope, I will ever mistake it as a snake. If I knew I am Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahman, how will I ever mistake myself to be a finite entity? At the most, I can say, I am playing the role of a Jiva. Exactly like how that actor is playing the role of a beggar. I can also, in my freedom, in my freedom, play the role of a beggar in life. Jiva is a beggar. Why? Bikari sari dunya data ekaram. So, like that, I can play the role of a beggar. That's okay. I can play the role of a Jiva, knowing I'm Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahman. So, the seeker is Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahman, but the Adhyasa is real for him at that point, taken as real. Therefore, he says, Pahimam Trahimam. And the Guru, he is free from the Adhyasa, but he wears the robes of Adhyasa so that he can teach, appear as a finite person and teach and to help the student free himself from the Adhyasa. Samji, what will I do after I gain the knowledge? And I know I am free, etc. <laughs> there, are, there are a couple of advices given. One of them is Murkhavat Achare. Live like the other fools in society. Meaning, if you want a normal life. Otherwise, go help other people discover that they are free. Become a teacher. Become a sannyasi. Become a mauni baba. Whatever you want to do. You're free enough. And when you have the wisdom, you will have the, also the wisdom to know what to do with it. So, I try to cut across a huge topic in a nutshell. That is fine for now. Om Tat Sat.